Welcome back to the True Psych Podcast, the podcast where you get all your latest tech news and more. All right, welcome to episode 52, and today we're going to be talking about some tech gift guides that you might want to consider giving to a loved one or friend, perhaps. And, you know, this is really last minute, but just having a idea um, of what to get someone is always a nice thing to know, and that's why I wanted to make this episode. All right, before we get into the episode, let's hear a little word from our sponsor today. Today's sponsor is actually you. You can go support the show at patreon.com slash truetech to get different perks and benefits, as well as helping support the show. Some of these perks and benefits are early access to content, ad-free versions of the show, and extra content. And also, don't forget to check out our merch, merch.streamelements.com, where you can get True Tech merch. All right, let's get back into the tech gift guides. Okay, as we all know, 2020 has been a really tough year. But even though this year was bad, doesn't mean the tech is bad as well. We actually got so many great and amazing tech products that I want to go over. And most of these tech products I'm going to be talking about are going to be amazing gifts for your loved ones. Okay, let's start it off with product number one. Product number one is the Apple Watch SE. The Apple Watch SE was an amazing smartwatch that released this year in September. And it is at an amazing price of around $280. And it packs a lot of the same features that is in its bigger brother, the Apple Watch Series 6. It has an amazing design with that squared off design, a amazing display which got upgraded from the Series 3 to Series 4. It has the S5 processor and much much more. So this watch was an amazing pick. Apple makes the best watches um, and the Apple Watch SE you really can't go wrong with. So I'd really recommend you get some of the Apple Watch SE if they want an Apple Watch and don't have one yet. Next up on our list is the Sony WH-1000XM4s or XM3s. These headphones are amazing. They're the top of the line active noise cancellation wireless headphones and they produce really nice sound, amazing highs, really deep lows, which is pretty balanced, and nice mids as well. And these headphones pack around 35 hour battery life. And right now, even though the AirPods Max just came out, the AirPods Max are way too expensive for active noise cancellation wireless headphones. And if you wanna get something for a good price and good value, I'd get the Sony WH-1000XM3s. But if you are looking to spend a little bit more, then you can get the Sony WH-1000XM4s as well, since those are on sale. All right, number three on our list is the Quezca X-Trines wireless charging station. If you know someone who has wireless charging devices and don't have a wireless charger so far, then I would recommend going with the Quezca X-Trines wireless charging station. Quezca makes amazing wireless chargers, and their wireless charger, the Quezca X-Trans Wireless Charging Station, packs 
so many features compared to regular wireless chargers, especially at a price of around $36. So there is an Apple Watch charger, Apple Pencil charger, AirPods charger, two wireless charging pads, one for your phone, one for another phone or AirPods. And it's a five in one. And if you know someone who's in the Apple ecosystem or anyone who has some sort of an ecosystem that is able to charge wirelessly, I'd get them the Quesca X-Trans wireless charging station. You really just can't go wrong with a wireless charger like this. Next up on my list is the DualSense controller from the PS5. So this controller is a game changer for any gamers out there. You already know this controller just brings all haptics and the feeling of uh, adaptive triggers to a next level because of what Sony did in this controller. Sony just really enhanced the haptics and put the adaptive triggers on this controller, which makes it a lot more of an immersive experience, especially when playing games like Astro's Playroom. And if you know any gamers out there, they're gonna love this controller if you can find one, but this controller is amazing and I'd really recommend you guys go get this controller. All right, so number five on this list is the HomePod mini. Apple put out the HomePod mini recently this year in October of 2020. And ever since Apple had the HomePod line, it has been pretty pricey. But after they put the HomePod mini, I think the HomePod lineup is going to be more accessible to a lot of other people because for $300 the HomePod was really expensive and now for $100 the HomePod mini will offer amazing sound, a balanced kind of tone as well as deep bass and high treble which is going to be really nice for people who like listening to podcasts, music, maybe even watching movies and it's all going to be accessible for $100 which is a pretty bang for your buck, especially if you're in the Apple ecosystem. All right, number six on this list is the Oculus Quest 2. And, you know, VR has been, you know, it hasn't been the greatest uh, over the last few years, but ever since 2020, VR has been getting better and better and more wireless. So it's going to be able to uh, be wireless and you don't have to sync it up to a PC like you had to back then. And this comes at a price of around $300, I believe, and uh, has a more powerful processor than its predecessor, as well as great graphics and an amazing experience with gaming, as well as just watching stuff, which is really nice. So this, this Oculus Quest 2 is at a reasonable price at $300, but certainly it's not cheap. Number eight on this list is the Logitech MX Anywhere 3 mouse. And this mouse comes at a price of $100. And with Logitech's mice, their mice have been really good. Even from the last few years, their mice have been amazing. Especially for content creating, productivity, this mouse is gonna shine. As well as being portable and being able to bring it around if you're moving from one desk to another or just traveling, this mouse will get the job done. It has many other buttons that regular mice don't have, including like a scroll wheel, as well as extra buttons on the side of the mouse, and it's a bit ergonomic, so it's gonna be nice to uh, use the mouse when 
on long sessions. All right, number nine of this list is the Anchor PowerCore Slim 10,000 portable battery pack. And this comes at a price of around $40 on Amazon or cheaper if you can find it. And this is really useful, especially when you need to go to places like if you go to school or if you go to work and you accidentally run out of battery and you don't have anywhere to plug your devices into, well, just get the Anchor PowerCore Slim 10,000 portable battery pack. This packs a 10,000 milliamp hour battery, hence the name, and provides a good amount of power and especially that it is slim, it's gonna be really portable to bring around to places and can charge your MacBook, your iPhone, your Android phone, your earbuds, anything actually. And it provides a good amount of power that can last you probably more than a week. And lastly on our list is the Anchor Nano Charger. Ever since this year, Apple has been taking out the power adapter in their phones and you know, if you have the 5 watt adapter, you probably shouldn't use it because it's pretty slow and it still uses USB-A. So I'd go for the Anchor Nano Charger. This packs a really slim and small design while still maintaining that 20 watts of power that you would expect from a power adapter. And this can charge your iPhone at full speed 20 watts and it's pretty fast and portable. So go check out the Anchor Nano Charger, especially if you don't have a power adapter with your iPhone 12 or any other phone, really. Okay, so that was basically it for my tech gift guide. And if you had any suggestions or any other products, just let me know in Instagram. Just DM me and tell me what you guys think should be on this list. All right, we have two more stories for this episode, but before we get to that, let's take a little break and we'll talk about the Samsung S21 leaks as well as iPhone 13 120Hz refresh rate. Today's episode is brought to you by the Choose Your Struggle podcast. Jay Schiffman is a public speaker, coach, and the host of the Choose Your Struggle podcast. He interviews people with lived experience on the topics of mental health, substance misuse and recovery, and drug use and policy to help end stigma and normalize difficult conversations through empathy and vulnerability. Over 125,000 Americans die from overdose and suicide combined. These people are our friends, our neighbors. They go to our churches, eat next to us at our favorite restaurants. All these deaths are completely preventable. This is a really good podcast that I would really recommend you guys listen to. So go check out Choose Your Struggle Podcast at your favorite podcatcher. Thanks again for the Choose Your Struggle Podcast for sponsoring today's episode. All right, welcome back. So let's talk about our first story of today, and that is the Samsung Galaxy S21 Ultra, as well as just most of the S21 leaks that we have seen. And I know I already talked about S21 leaks recently, but there has just been a lot more leaks and information regarding these phones that I just really wanted to talk about. Okay, so first of all, there has been some specs floating around published by WinFuture, and there's a lot of images and videos about the S21 series phones have been landing almost daily in the running up of Samsung's January event that they launched.
And if you didn't know, Samsung just publicly announced that they'll be having their event on January 12th, and they're going to be launching uh, their new phones with Exynos processors. And that's really exciting. I think they're trying to move away from Snapdragon processors and upping up their Exynos processors because their rumored 2100 Exynos processor is going to be a lot faster and it's really going to compete with Qualcomm's processors. And when we see this, I get really excited. But with this newest leak, we now have a better idea to expect in the camera department as well as some hardware parts of this phone. So the S21 Ultra will offer 3x and 10x telephoto cameras, a 72mm and 240mm equivalent focal lengths, and with both that have optical image stabilization. That's one additional rear-facing camera compared to the S20's Ultra's three rear sensors. So it's going to be a little bit of a bump up in, camera, uh, in the camera department, which is really nice to see. So the S21's 10X lens will use a folded optic design like that of the S20's telephoto camera. We also expect that Samsung will once again offer hybrid zoom that reaches much farther than that 10X optical range. So we might be seeing something like 50X zoom or 100X zoom. And there's also some other subtle camera updates on the way as well, including the main 108 megapixel camera that gets a slightly wider 24 millimeter versus the 26 millimeter equivalent lens. So it'll also get laser assisted autofocus, something that the S20 Ultra didn't have, but the Note 20 Ultra would be able to have. And WinFuture says that despite the main camera sensors on paper similarities to the last generation, this is a whole new sensor that should offer better image quality than the last gen phones. Samsung will need every advantage to compete with the iPhone 12 Pro Max, which has a really impressive camera. And historically, Samsung has taken most of the hardware-heavy approach to mobile imaging, increasingly using its own house-made sensors rather than grabbing Sony's, and it's been able to adopt dual and triple cameras on its devices. Part of the reason Samsung has learned so hard into advanced hardware is that its computational photography hasn't really been competing with either Apple or Google. Only recently has it come up to par with features like night mode recently. And that's another year, but there's more work to done to be catching up to the iPhone 12 Pro Max. They will also have to increase their performance on video since Apple's video has been amazing. But Samsung has had decent video lately, but just not as good as Apple's. And even though it has 8K recording, the 4K recording on tw the 12 Pro Max is stunning compared to the 8K is kind of gimmicky and just doesn't look amazing. But it's kind of your choice to what you like better but these are just some of the upgrades coming to the s21 phones and now i just wanted to talk about our last story of today which is going to be talking about the iphone 13 120 hertz refresh rate so john prosser the famous leaker has put out a youtube video saying that there's going to be 120 hertz on the iphone most likely this is because Samsung has made around 140 to 160 million displays for the iPhone 13 
upcoming launch next year. And it is rumored that these displays have LTPO, and you know what that means. It can go from 1Hz all the way to 120Hz, which most likely will mean that the iPhone 13 will get 120Hz. Because that was the main missing feature in the iPhone 12, which made Apple uh, hold back on the 120Hz. But now since they have the LTPO display, they'll be able to put 120Hz on this phone. But that was basically it, all I had to talk about in this story. Um, yeah, just go check out today's sponsor, the Choose Your Struggle podcast, as well as ch- check me out on Patreon and my merch, merch.streamelements.com slash man. And thanks for listening. Peace.